The church has one foundation. That's kind of the, the theme of the book of Acts, right? Is what does that foundation look like? And how does the Holy Spirit move within the people uh, to begin the church? And so today we continue on our journey of having a read-through of the New Testament. And we're in the book of Acts. And so uh, this week we'll be reading Acts 17 to 21. And I just want to spend a few minutes speaking about Acts 17, because I've learned a lot from Paul's time in Athens. And actually, it's one of the, the key scriptures that I reflected on when I got my call to St. Michael six years ago, right? Because as we got that call, we were kind of said, uh, we would really like you to concentrate on missions. What does it look like for us to take God's word out into the world around us uh, both kind of in our neighborhood, in our city, in our nation, in our world. And then also, what does it look like to really have a concentration on young adults? And so uh, as I thought about that, I thought about Paul and how he went about going into a new city and what kind of things he would do. And we really get a glimpse of that as Paul enters into Athens. And so I want you to just take a minute. I want you to think about Fort Wayne. What is it that you think of when you have 20 seconds, right, just to, to think about what Fort Wayne is to you or what God has put on your mind when you think about Fort Wayne? I think some people have family come to mind. Some people have job. Some people have a, a people group, maybe, the, the homeless or those who need food. Some people have a demographic or a generation like retirees or something of that nature, right? And there's all kinds of things that we can think about. And I want you to keep those in mind as we talk through uh, Paul in Athens. And actually, if you look at your outline, I, I created a little bit differently today to give you a little bit of space to write what comes to mind for you as we think through how Paul connected to the city of Athens. And Athens, we know, is a really old city, right? It's claimed to be the oldest capital city in the world. And it's named after a Greek goddess, Athena, right? So Greek mythology is all around the city. You know, you may also think of things like the Olympics, right? Because those are kind of born in that area. And so there's a lot that is going on in the city. But one of the things that is there is this idea of Greek mythology and the Greek gods who are uh, running the world, right? So there's a, a temple to Athena. There is uh, some temples to Dionysus and there's temples to Poseidon and all these other Greek gods. Along with that, along with that happening, uh, Athens is actually the bedrock of democracy. And so the Areopagus is this place where people come to share ideas. And it's in this place that they begin to have a voice for the city. And so as Paul enters into the city, we notice a couple of things as, he, as we begin to read this narrative, uh, the story of Paul entering into Athens. And the first thing is this. 
he had a starting point for going in because God worked within him, right? So while Paul was waiting for them, and them is Silas and Timothy, they stayed behind somewhere, and, and Paul was sent ahead, and so they're joining him, right? And so as they're joining him, he's just kind of waiting, and he's observing, and he's listening, and as he does that, he was greatly distressed to see the city was full of idols. Another version says his spirit was provoked within him. I think some of us know what that feels like, right? When you, when you walk into somewhere, you walk down a street, and, and you just have a stirring, just like, oh, maybe that's something I should pay attention to. One of the first times this happened to me was uh, when I was in New Orleans, Right? And, and I was never a big fan of Bourbon Street, but I would walk down some of the side streets and uh, Frenchmen and other places like that. And as you walk down the streets of New Orleans, I just had a sense of the spiritual battles that were going on there. And it was unique. It was this feeling I'd never felt before. It was kind of this, like, stirring. Like, oh, man, there's something happening here. And I think if we all kind of take a step back and we begin to think about it, we have that sense around us as well for our city, right? What is it that God has put on your heart for our city? Now, it may not be distressing in a way that, that you kind of see it here for Paul, that his spirit was provoked within him, but it might be someone who keeps on coming into your life. It might be a people group who you just keep on connecting with in unique ways, right? But I think God has put people on our heart for a reason. And so let's learn from Paul. How does he take that starting point and, and run with it? Well, he finds where the people are meeting. And then he begins to share a story with them. And I think oftentimes... Oftentimes, and I've heard this from young people I'm with uh, as recently as kind of last week. Oftentimes that when we start conversations where we think it's going to be a religious conversation with someone, we start on a defensive note. You're wrong, I'm right, so let me tell you how I'm right. Right? Um, the, your, the way you're living your life is sinful, and I know that. So let me help you figure out what your sin is. Well, that's not where Paul begins, right? That, that's a, a word of, of condemnation. Paul starts with a word of encouragement. He actually sees where they're at, and he kind of steps into it. He says, hey, people of Athens, I see you. I hear you. You are a very religious people. Right? I perceive that in every way you are religious. This is a way of engaging them where they're at. Not saying that their religion is right. Not saying that they get it. But just having an observation to say, Hey, I, I see you. I hear you. And here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you're a very religious person. I have people. And from there, he begins to share out of his heart, right? If we, if we back up from here to Acts 1, Jesus sends out his disciples to be witnesses. 
to share their connection with the living God. Their connection of love and forgiveness that brings hope to the world. And he continues to do that through Paul and he continues to do that through us. And so Paul being able to listen and observe and take in all the information that's around him that he's been given begins to to share his witness, begins a narrative that connects people to Jesus in a way that, that they're hearing it, right? He talks about how intellectual they are, and he leans into that, right? And one of the key things I found in this, for me, as I was reading it, was this. In him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. He uses what he's heard and what he's learned to lean into it, to lean into sharing the gospel with them. Because right after this, he begins to talk about a God who has created everything. Right? Not only created everything, but sent his son to die, who was raised from the dead. And in hearing that story of the resurrection, the people, some of them got mad, right? Some of them got mad. But some of them wanted to hear more. We will hear you again about this. That's an invitation to share more. And Paul took that invitation and began to share, and there was a church that was planted off of that. Now, if we, if we go back even further than Acts 1 and we look at, actually, yeah, look kind of at our beginning time of starting to read through the New Testament, we had a guest preacher here. His name is Robin Dougal. And Robin really leaned into this idea of uh, what is it like to have someone want to have a hearing for the gospel? What does it look like for us to step alongside people to be able to share our story so that we're invited to share more of our story, to connect people to Jesus. And that's exactly what happens here in Athens for Paul, is that he's able to share what he knows, his own connection to the gospel, to Jesus, to what Jesus has done in his life, death, and resurrection. And people wanted to know more. And he shared more and more about that. And so I think as we hear this story and we see how Paul had a starting point, right? Many of us have starting points where we're at. We have people who have been placed on our hearts and our minds and kind of stay there. And that could be a family member. It could be uh, just a, a small group of people, people who you have over for dinner quite often. could be co-workers. It could be a, a whole demographic of the city. As we look at that starting point, we also look for those connections. How is it that we can begin to speak into the lives of the people who we're doing life with? who God has put on our minds. And in finding those connecting points, we share a story with the hope that they would want to hear the gospel. 
And so as we think about Paul in Athens, we think about our city. We think about Fort Wayne, where we're at today. And my hope is that as you read through these chapters this week, that you've joined us on this journey to read through the New Testament, and even if you haven't uh, joined us from the beginning, my hope is you'll join us this week because I think Acts 17 has a lot to speak into our lives. And so my hope is that as you read about Paul in Athens, you are stirred, that, you, that something is brought to mind or someone, some peoples are brought to mind and that you can learn and, and from them. You can observe, you can speak into their lives. And so that as we look at what God is sharing with us, as we're answering the question, what is God speaking into our lives? And say, oh, he's, he's speaking a word of encouragement for us to go and share with. And you fill in the blank. And my hope is that we're able to do that in a way that's not condemning, but is in love. In a way that shares that love and forgiveness and hope we have in Jesus. Because the world around us needs to know that. The world around us and the people that God has placed on our hearts are there for a reason. Not, not just because uh, we love them dearly, but also because he loves them dearly. So as we go through this week, my sincere hope is that someone is placed on your heart. You're able to find those starting points. You're able to find connections and share your story, your narrative with them. And that they want to hear more and more. And when that happens, you have a great place to invite them into. right? Or a great place to begin inviting them into what, however you are reading through the Bible. And sharing that with them. And my hope is that God uses all of us to be kingdom builders. To be used as his hands and feet to the world. Because we are loved, we can love. Because we are forgiven, we can forgive. And because we have a hope for tomorrow, we can share that hope with the world around us. Amen?